COVID-19 has you down, or you need some more cleanliness in your life, please check out our proud sponsor, PsychoSoaps, at their Etsy site, www.etsy.com slash shop slash PsychoSoaps. I repeat, www.etsy.com slash shop slash PsychoSoaps. Horror-themed soaps, anything you need over there, from crazy to cute, anything you absolutely need. This picture, truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It is a Alright, welcome back everybody. I am Reggae Mortis. And I'm Boris Lagosa. And this is the third Friday of the month, which means we're going way, way back until time where horror movies were really messed up. This is the Grindhouse Diner from Hell. And from this episode for this episode, we are covering a movie which unfortunately the cover art and name was uh pretty deceiving. We are covering the Italian movie Italian horror film, The Embalmer. Go ahead and kick the shitty facts, Boris. The Embalmer, or should I say The Experienced Scuba Diver. Yeah. <laughs> 1965, directed by Dino Tavella. It starred Gino Martirano, uh, Gino Martirano, Alcide Gazzato, and Alba Brotto. This Italian horror film was released in 1965. It was also known as The Monster of Venice. This takes place in Venice, Italy, in which a serial killer dressed in scuba gear yeah. <laughs> would go out and attack college women by drowning them in the canals or taking their bodies back to his underwater lair, which is pretty much a monastery in yeah. catacombs. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, like, I didn't realize this movie was even in uh, in, uh, in Venice. I didn't. I was like, what the fuck is up with this? Where, like, where? Why are all these women? These young girls living by the water, you know, <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me at first. And then I was like, in the course, like, and I was like, um, is the production value of this movie so bad? Like, you know, it's supposed to be, it's like supposed to be remastered, but none of their voices are matching up. And then I realized that it was an Italian film and then they were in Venice and it was ever dubbed in English. That's why their voices weren't matching up. And it was, my movie was supposed to be, I actually, like, I, um, just to kind of go back when like FYE and all these like you know CD slash DVD stores were still um, you know relevant because th- these days they're not you know of course they're all shutting down. But when I was like in high school and everything and like you know like DVDs and CDs that were like you know pretty pretty big, I was collecting. They used to have like these like they'd have like these little booths or little like boxes or whatever that would sell um, these movies for like five bucks or like two bucks or like dollar bins. And I would buy these old horror movies like crazy and check them out. Like I have a huge collection of like sixties and seventies horror films. That's actually why one of the reasons I wanted to start this whole series. So the Embalmer being one of them, I'm like, well, it's an awesome name. Like you know, like you know, it's a uh, I got I got to check this out. And uh, I was pretty let down, you know, watching this movie. A lot. Yeah, for sure. But it's the idea 
is pretty fucked up for the time. You talk about 1965? 1965 for a guy that's stuffing bodies. Yeah. And keeping them in his little monastery slash mortuary. Yeah. Keeping these pretty attractive women. Yeah. But you have this pompous-ass news reporter. Who wants to be a detective. (laughs) This is like John Cassavetes on Speed or something. (laughs) This guy was just... uh, Anybody know John Cassavetes would probably get it, but... Anyway. Yeah, continue. Uh, he takes them to his underwater lair. He preserves their bodies in a row of glass display cases. Yeah, he wants to keep them. Th- they're, they're his trophies. He's a serial killer. Right. You know, which everyone's like, you know, of course, every cop and detective in this movie is like, listen, these girls are just drowning. And he's like, there's no way these girls are just drowning. They're all the same age. Like, there's definitely, like, everything about it says serial killer. Right. They have an MO. These girls are between, uh, what was it, like 17 and like 21. They're all like college girls. They're all different things. They're all disappearing by the water, and no one can never find a body. You're like, you know, he has this mo where he's killing these young girls. Yeah, yeah, where he's like, listen, like I'm taking these women, I'm drowning them. It doesn't really show how he kills them, but he takes them to the bed. He um he embalms them. He puts them up as as their trophies. That that whole part is pretty fucked up, you know. So it gets in there definitely, and it's 1965. It's got a really cool name. It definitely fits into like the genre of of, of these um uh, of these grindhouse right movies, but uh, you know maybe 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 not. But you know what? Whatever, we're covering it. Right. But go ahead and continue about this news reporter slash detective. Uh, this news reporter obviously becomes kick-ass superhero. Yeah. Obviously, a news reporter only knowing his craft knows how to get into an underwater layer and help take out the. Yeah. Yeah. And in this movie, he falls in love. He had this little side story where he falls in love with one of the girls. And, you know, he finds out she's one of the marked ones. The one thing I found cool about this film is the fact that when each woman, the marked woman, would come up, it would do a freeze frame. Yeah. It mm-hmm. would do like a little, you know. Yeah, just kind of, you know. For 1965, signify. that was pretty cutting edge mm-hmm. for that time. I mean, I thought that part was cool. Plot. Everything else in this movie, trash. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, 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 I watched it in its entirety, and just for the sake of our podcast, I enjoyed watching it, but like uh, my partner here says, uh, it was pretty much a letdown, and not saying that it was eaten alive letdown, but it was... Pretty, yeah, it's pretty bad. Or not eaten alive, I'm sorry. Uh, what was the one we reviewed... Peter Jackson. Oh, God. Uh, bad taste. Bad taste. It wasn't bad taste letdown. Eating Alive wasn't as much of a letdown as bad taste. This was not even bad taste letdown, but it was it was letdown to say the least. And we're going to have this. This is going to happen. In this series, we're going to, you know, you're talking, well, you know. shit on some. Yeah, you got a lot of, um, you know, smaller companies come out these movies or different European companies or different, you know, just not low budget films. You know, occasionally you hit and you strike gold. You have like this, like this low budget film that's excellent. But then, unfortunately, like this one, it's it's there's 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 you stick your gold shovel and shit. So you have to. It's, I feel like a lot of times you have someone's like, listen, like you know, I have this idea. Like, whoa, wow, that's that's pretty dark. Like, we should make a movie about this. And then they, they just kind of like, um, they can't get past the idea. You know, like this movie. There's so many plot movie holes. Ran in like three or four different directions. Yeah. So let's in in, in a nutshell, you have um, the serial killer. Who you, they you really find out really quick. Like there's a scene where there's these 
you have the commissioner of the police and stuff like that, whatever, and a couple different people like surrounding, like I guess like the governor or whatever, are all having this conversation. And they're all like, listen, why are all these young girls disappearing? Is it coincidence? And I'm like, oh, listen, we're looking into it. These girls are just drowning. Uh, they live by the water in Venice. The water's dirty. They're just drowning. That's all it is. And they're kind of sweeping it under the rug. Or just news reporters listen, like, you know, there's all these different things. There's the age thing. There's the time of day. They're all disappearing by this water. Like, I think there's more to the story. So this guy, you know, he wants to be a detective. This, uh, what was his name? What's the main character's name? I forget. Who gives a shit? Anyway, so, yeah. You know, you may not, I was, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say don't watch this movie. You know, listen to us. We'll explain exactly what happens and then you don't have to worry about anything else. I think else. the main character's carried the same name as their I believe if, if I'm if I'm not mistaken the main characters were the same first name as their real name That's, because I think Maureen Littigard Brown played Maureen no oh is it the woman yeah okay maybe possibly I, I honestly like I said this movie is so bad like when it's this bad I forget uh, this, movie, <laughs> this movie didn't really give a lot of information like, it you doesn't. think about it, it doesn't. Yeah, well, you just have, you have this guy, he works for a newspaper, and he's a reporter for a newspaper, and he's looking for a story, and he has all this evidence. Now, his boss is like, listen, like, you know, come up with some more evidence, and we'll put this story up. He's trying to find a good story. He's like, you know what? I'll take matters to my own hands. Detectives aren't doing anything. I know for a fact something fishy is going on. You know, you know, um, and so he thinks, like, listen, there's a guy with something, you know, and of course, this serial killer, who has the worst, like, I give him props, I guess, to uh, being able to pick out, you know, pick up, grab women, take them from, you know, across town into this water or whatever, while, while you have flippy floppies on. You know, I get hit, cut to the scene to fucking, um, what's that, what's that, that band with the, um, Annie Sandberg? Oh, Lonely Island. Lonely Island, I guess, the, uh, I'm on a boat. <laughs> I just picture, like, him in the flippy floppies, like, tackle them and throw them into the water. So, anyway, so you have this character, like, you have this reporter, he's trying to investigate this. He has this serial killer. He's taking college girls, uh, throw them, bring them, pick them out. Uh, he watches them for a while. You find out he's part of. He owns this giant hotel. And this, here's the first whole pl- uh, plot in the, in the story. You have these two people. You have these college girls coming in, and this with this professor or whatever the hell he was. I forget what his whole thing was. And his aunt, for some reason, is with him. Either doing this little trip through. Uh, for, they're coming from Rome, checking Venice, and they're learning about like uh, I guess like the the buildings or some shit. I forget what exactly what he's looking for. But anyway, they come to town, they stay at this hotel. And um, immediately you see this fishiness. So there's a scene right before that where they're interviewing. They have the commissioners talking and you have the hotel owner sitting at the table. And he says, I wonder, it makes it seem like you're talking about as, are you talking as as if one of us is actually the person who's guilty? He's like, dun, dun, dun. And it zooms in on his face. I'm like, okay, well. That's probably the killer right there. If it wasn't obvious, unless they're trying to trick us and put us in a different direction, maybe it's the commissioner. That's why he's trying to cover everything up. But it wasn't the case at all. They just pretty much let you know that the hotel owner is the killer. Now, when you watch all these college girls go to the hotel to get a room, the one guy behind the thing who's the manager, he's like, oh, take her, put her on. Well, they all want to be together. Well, no, take her and put her on the first floor. We want to make sure she's on the first floor. And there's this whole scene where, like, okay, they're all involved. The hotel, whole, whole hotel's involved. They've got some kind of weird perverted thing where maybe, like, he does, he gets the robber, he gets the money, he gets the body. Like, there's this whole, like, you know, this whole, like, almost like this. Kind of um, like the Undertaker and his pals, kind of. Yeah, 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 exactly. Same time period. Right. But, um, 
you know, the jump forward in this movie, they never show anything with that. They do show the fact that he does have a two-way mirror. And he is, like, you know, pervert on these girls as they get undressed and everything. Which I was pretty let down. You know, listen, sorry guys, I'm a pervert, I guess. But I was pretty let down when I showed that girl, get out of the shower, and he'll shower naked. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, I'm like, okay, like, there's another flop for this movie. One thing that could possibly save this movie besides the title, and they don't show it. But anyway, fast forward. some reason, the other guy who works at the hotel, which you think is part of it as well... Suddenly, he falls in love with this girl behind the window, and then he brings her flowers and this whole scene, and then, of course, she gets killed. And then, um, you fast forward to, like, the end of this movie, or, 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 let's say, I'm sorry, go a few steps into this movie, like, you have this whole, like, you think they're all part of it. And then you have this whole guy who's a professor, and his aunt, they have this whole show where this guy's playing guitar, and they're like, you know, it's, this movie jumps around like crazy. You know, it's back and forth, like, this girl gets killed, next girl gets killed. These girls are getting picked off from this college class or whatever. So there's this whole scene where they're, like, the, the reporter, he's going on a date with um, the main female role. And they um, they got to this scene where all these college girls are at this show where this guy's playing guitar. And he just, like, he's, like, um, they're dancing to this guy playing guitar. And it's, like, the worst, like... The, the dancing doesn't match up. It's like I feel like they almost like put this audio or this music in post because they're like like jumping and jiving to this thing. This guy's like playing some slow song, whatever. Or no, no reverse. I'm sorry. They're all he's playing this really fast song and they're slow dancing. And there's a scene where like the aunt is like, "Sir, come on, please come come dance with me. Come dance with your great aunt." And he walks out there. He does the most ridiculous. I wish you guys could see me. Where he's just like, he's like doing like the like this like. Like, like he's flossing his ass with, with, the, with the fucking with the tail after the shower. And like he does this little goofy dance. And then he investigates it somehow, right? And then he um he ends up going downstairs and he gets killed. He gets stabbed and they put him somehow they put him inside the casket uh, that's in like this guy's like this music player's like uh, he performs, he comes out of his casket and plays this music that has nothing to do with the casket. It's like almost like a what the hell is that even part of? And then somehow, while this guy's performing, they bring him up and put him in the casket somehow, and he falls out, and they find him dead. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? There was a mistake in that scene, too. Did you notice that he fell down face first, and then the casket again, it showed him on his, on his back? No, it didn't. See? There was a mistake in there, too. Yeah, so like, like I said, like, you know, I kind of saw, I kind of rambled on there for a minute to kind of get, like, but this movie... This movie was terrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. And like, it was, it was... Like it, like I said, the story, the plot in itself was kind of cool for 1965. Like my father was born in 1950, so I imagine him as a 15 year old seeing this movie. I don't know if he's seen it or not, but imagine being 15 years old in 1965 seeing this film. Yeah, you know, pretty fucked up for its day. I mean, now it would be done many different ways. Yeah, but like this, the, everything else about it though was complete dog shit. Yeah, like. And- I was I'm being kind of crass here, but and, and my whole thing is like I felt like the um, I felt that the uh, the hotel manager I felt like he killed that professor in that scene. It didn't show, you know. It, it just so like it showed him it showed him go down into the basement of this hotel, which had the connection where there's like this this trail, like there's multiple different um, ways of getting in to this layer of the uh, the hotel hotel owner. Um, and he walks down. He's trying to investigate. I forget exactly what he's down going down there for. But he's just creeping downstairs, and he finds like a spot on the wall that kind of like it's almost like a trap door that leads. And that guy comes down and kills him. 
I, I'm I'm pretty sure because it's not the, it's 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 not against the, it's against the ML of the um of the serial killer, like you know he that's him jumping out of character. And usually when someone jumps out of character, like a serial killer will jump out of character and they'll kill someone out of like just to recover themselves up. That's when they go into the, like that panic state where they all start just start killing, which I feel like that serial killer had nothing to do with that. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like at the end of this movie, where they, when they have this the big reveal, where they fight and you know, the serial killer gets killed, um, and they just kind of walk off camera, and nothing else happens. Like, are you not going to investigate the rest of the hotel because they have this double sided mirror where they're perving on people, and this this guy is definitely picking people out for he's 100. percent There's no there's no if if or uh, buts about it. That he's 100. percent Handpicking girls for the for the owner of the hotel, and there's no like you know because I like that one. No, he's picking out. There's he looks. He grabs her ID, her passport, sees her age, and goes, "Oh yeah, put her down here and the rest of them up there because they are older, you know." And they met the ML. He had to do part of it, but there's no. They don't cut, cut that into that at all. Right. So then, of course, after you have this guy gets killed, um, there's just what's the scene? What's remember the scene on the river or the um, on the boats? Yeah. Like, there's like random, like it's like almost like a chase scene where he's going to go meet up with the girls. All the girls, that is the professor gets killed, and they just continue on with the trip. Oh no, my God, I can't believe he's dead. And the, the the aunt's like, oh he's oh my poor nephew's dead. Let's all take a boat ride. <laughs> it's like get on this boat, right? So they get on this boat, and they're all riding out. And like there's a scene where like this, I guess like the the embalmer is going to go pray on get one of these girls. And I don't think he gets. I think um, he they, they have this like this little boat chase, almost like these women are all out in the boat, and then the detective, aka the news reporter, and his girlfriend, they go out, and then somehow there's some kind of accident where the water goes down, and then that's it, right? Do you remember that scene at all? Yeah, I do. I do. Remember. But what happens? I don't. I don't remember what there happens. There wasn't even there. really a climax to that. There's scene. nothing. There's just a scene. If they they tip over, and then no one drowns, nothing happens, and just like they go from there, but then. You had this scene with a girlfriend, was a Maureen or whatever, mm-hmm. where she she goes and they they talk to somebody. Listen, we gotta find. There's gotta be um, find someone who's, who's a scuba diver. That's the only way we're gonna get down there. And then like they somehow they get down there under the water or whatever, and they get down to this guy's lair, and they find and she goes and she goes in right, and um, she goes in and she finds like there's like all women, right? And she walks in and what's he, what the hell? Is, he has like some kind of what was the scene with, uh, it's like all like these, he has this Grim Reaper mask on, which doesn't make any sense to me why he wears this mask, like he thinks he's death himself and he's trying to preserve, like he's trying to make his own hell or something. But is it, what's up with the, who, did, who are the skeletons? Remember the skeletons? He has like a whole room, like it was almost like he's like doing performances and having meetings with like dead bodies. Yeah. There's like a whole room of like Grim Reaper style skeletons all just scattered all through the room. And he kind of hides in there. That was kind of, you know, it's funny because, like, she falls for it. Like, she's, like, walking through. She sees all the women in, like, the glass thing or whatever, preserved. And he's and she, sitting there. It, it, she walks right past him. He's, like, you see all these skeletons in, like, you know, these robes, these Grim Reaper robes. And you see him. He looks, obviously looks, like, 100% different, but she doesn't notice it. So, of course, he gets her. And he kills her. I thought she was coming back. Did you think she was going to come back? I did not think she was dead. I can't hear you. He's shaking his head at me. I'm baffled at this whole. I'm baffled at this movie, man, because it just had so much shit. Yeah, it's just like there's 
no one went through that and fine picked uh, fine pick him and went through that and like listen let's take this out change it like they just like I thought it was like we filmed it here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, like let's let's film this in one day and release it we won't even edit edit it there's like there's like there's all this like they have like filler like there's like there's so many movies I've seen like that, that could have been an hour and a half long that were an hour to fifty minutes long we usually took easily took twenty minutes of that and not put it in at all this movie could have been just dropped. This shirt, I mean, they could have just cut the t-shirt. <laughs> made a t-shirt or something shit like that. It made it like a, like I would wear an Obama t-shirt. That's kind of cool. Like a blue cheer song or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like, it's, 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 um, oh, let's, let's finish it and then we'll talk about a little bit more about it. So, of course, he kills her. He strangles her to death and he shows up. Of course, he's too late. Super news reporter. Super news reporter. He finds a way that he, he can, uh, he can scuba dive and get down there. Because detectives aren't doing shit. And uh, he never calls the police. He never does anything. He just goes down there. And um, um, they fight. And then... Uh, is he knocked out or something? I forget. And somehow, he gets ahead of him. Right. And the bomber, he's got his whole full... His kid on. You know? He falls for the exact same thing. He walks down there. Sees her laying down on the ground. Walks right past the embalmer. I credit to the embalmer for getting... kind of laughed during Yeah, scene. yeah. I give credit to him for... Be playing two people that same, you know, the same joke twice, you know, and getting away with it, where he's playing like he's possum, or he's playing like he's a corpse, and they walk right past him. And then there's this whole like epic, like you know, 1965s, like you know, like every almost like every movie in the 50s where like a sci-fi where they're fighting a monster. You son of a bitch! <laughs> they're doing this whole punch thing. Well, they're fighting back and forth, for hands up. Um, how does it kill him? Does he strangle him? I think he shoots him. He shoots him. Oh no! They're fighting, and then. The guy who works for him, the other reporter guy, he randomly shows up. Like, he's like, there's no, like... Like, I swam down here. <laughs> like, I scuba dived down this shit. I completely took scuba lessons five minutes before I fucking came down yeah. here. I'm here. I just I'm thought, here, bitches. <laughs> I just thought to myself, maybe, I didn't hear from you today, so maybe I thought I'd get my gun and go hunt you down. You know, just like, I heard that you were guys going for a boat ride. I thought maybe you might run into the killer. And then so, he's like... I shot him with my gun. He's dead. He's like, thanks, man. Sorry about your girlfriend. Yeah, she's dead. Let's get a pizza. And he fucking leave. That's it. That's exactly how the movie ends. They're just like, oh yeah, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, he wore that mask. And it was the hotel, you know. Like, that's it. They literally just walk away. And there's the, the, the other thing is, like, here you are in Venice. There's a huge tourist area. You have all those college kids running around. And then there's this whole scene where it's just him and the, there's no one there. Like, where's everybody at? It's like, the day. Daytime. Like, where, like, you know what? Like, he, he have this whole fight, this epic battle, whatever. No one's there besides the other guy just shows up and shoots and kills him. And they just leave his body there. They don't call the cops. They just leave. I guess he got his story. <laughs> I guess he got what he wanted, you know? Shame my girlfriend's dead. Like, there's no, like, he doesn't mourn for her at all. He just, like, you know... I guess if you're just an Italian stallion, stallion, you just fucking just keep on going. So with that said, first your thoughts. Um, my thoughts. This movie's a, a major letdown. I was excited. The the that title like there's like you know you talking like you have B movies, like you know I've I'll, I'll especially in my early teenage years I bought many movies just because of the cover art, and just to be let down. It's because like you know like be like some epic name like you know. The, you know, fucking Joe Bob's fucking slaughterhouse. A cool man, slaughterhouse. 
this, this probably this could be cool. This could be a cool movie. And it's, of course, it's like filmed with a potato in someone's backyard. Like I've, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I've, like I've definitely bought movies because of the cover art. This being one of them. Now I saw the movie. Listen, this is kind of cool. It's black and white. It says it's remastered, which it wasn't. Uh, it was supposed to be in color, but it wasn't in color at all. So I was really let down about that too, because nothing against. But they had color then. They had color in 1965 for sure. But I guess they didn't have. It wasn't in their budget. They get it colorized, you know. But on the back of this DVD, it's in color. So I was like, like yeah. But anyway, so um, some of my thoughts on it. Really cool name. Kind of a cool plot. You know, the idea behind it where you have this this guy, he's a serial killer. He um, preys on young girls. He takes them hostage, drowns them, and then preserves them um, to keep them as trophies. That's pretty dark. That's a really cool, uh, uh, you know, uh, cool idea. But uh, other than that, it just flops. We're also, it's kind of cool that you have this, you know, of course you have this, he's not a cop, he's not a detective. He's just a news reporter. And he's looking for that story. And he's, he's like really paying attention. This is a big story to him. All these young girls keep on disappearing. And he kind of plays on to that. Like, listen, like, okay, listen, something's going on. We have to look into this. What's going on? Why, why is no one paying attention to this, this thing that's happening? And why are they all playing it off as drowning victims? There's some more to it. And it starts off swinging. And then, I mean, it takes the biggest shit I've ever seen. Like, it's, there's going to be a ring around a toilet seat for quite some time. Not seat, but toilet bowl. For some time this, with this movie, skin mark. This movie was a bad case. My thoughts: this movie was definitely spray can shit. <laughs> like, this was just this was it wasn't it wasn't the the weird thing was it didn't bore me. Yeah, it wasn't boring because you had so much going on. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, it was so. I guess I guess the the big thing of horror in this in the, in the horror history people say is the plot. Good, the delivery, bad. Yeah. The delivery on every aspect of this film was terrible. Um, I, and basically, I probably will never watch this film again. Yeah, hell no. But as far as our Grindhouse Diner from Hell, this film fits it. Yeah. But I, I have to say, this was a major, major letdown for me. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, it's funny. I mean, I've had this movie for years. And to finally let you know, honestly, I wish I would have watched it years ago because I would definitely want to pick it as a cover. But you never know. I mean, or or, or you never know. The great thing about it, I mean, it, we're gonna have flops. We're gonna have flops. That's Not, okay. And, and 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 him and I are gonna have episodes where we don't agree on the same things on a movie. That's what that's what makes this podcast unique is the fact that we can share our different opinions on this film, and you guys can share your different opinions, you know, on your comments below or. However you want to share them with us. Yeah, please. Let us know if you listen to the podcast, if you're a fan. We, de- we definitely see people on there, but we don't, you know, never really hear a whole lot from people, you know. If you listen to us on, on YouTube or watch our videos on YouTube, like, make sure you hit that subscribe button and, and hit the like button. Just send us a comment, like, you know, like, what you think or what you want to see, different things like that. And um, definitely, we are on every, uh, pretty much every audio platform right now. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, you can find us there. We're on Apple, we're on Anchor, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're everywhere, you know, with these two shows. And uh, is there anything else you want to say about this movie? Uh, I think we pretty much covered we it. We did. Up. We did cover it. Listen, guys, we just started a new series as well. So there's, technically, we're going to have three series. We're going to have the With Deadline Podcast. It's pretty much one podcast with uh, multiple segments. What we have, you know, of course, we have our normal horror movie one with the Night Podcast. And then we also have the, you know, this, this series where we're going to do, you know, like we said, every Friday, third Friday of every month. 
we do the Grindhouse Horror, uh, Grindhouse Diner from Hell series, where we cover 60s and 70s. But we also just started a new one. We call it the Corpse Corner, where we're gonna. It's an interview-based uh, podcast. Very fun. And we just did our first one with um, Trick or Treat Studios' very own Bo Cooper. It's, it, was, it was awesome. Unfortunately, the audio got cut off because Zoom calls only do um, 40 minutes. We didn't realize that. We fucked up, you know, first time ever. So it's okay to make mistakes. But, um, yeah, it was definitely good. So definitely make sure you check that out. We'll be posting more about that soon. You'll be seeing us some stuff. We're going to do some promotions stuff for uh, for um, Trick or Treat Studios. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. This has been great, guys. This has been the Grindhouse Diner from Hell. I am Reggae Mortis. And I'm Boris Lagosa. And we'll be talking to you guys soon. Later. I wonder who the real cannibals are.